Listen to this track, bitch. Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to this episode of Etching Scripts 101. It is your host, Whitney, and today we are going to be talking about how we need to change our dating styles, okay? So, like, I just wanted to talk about this because I was thinking about all of the many mistakes that I have made while dating or just just in general because I know I say that a lot and I make a lot of dating videos and I make a lot of content about dating in general I think that I need to be a little bit more specific and I need to get as specific as possible okay so first off I want to let you guys know that today we are going to do just a voiceover episode and you know if you're coming from my podcast you're probably wondering like nigga we ain't looking at you anyways well i'm talking about my youtube family all right guys like i have a youtube channel called whitney script and on there i basically talk about different topics etc but here on the podcast we get a little bit more specific so if you are interested follow me on youtube but also follow me on my instagram where we get more involved with each other okay so that instagram is etching scripts 101 and don't forget to send me an email you know if you want to if you want to talk about different topics or if you need advice on pretty much anything you can send an email to writersoneworld at gmail.com put es101 in the subject so i can know where you coming from and i can shout y'all out but okay let me let me fix that because everyone's gonna automatically be anonymous but i'm gonna be like thank you you came from my podcast etc that's basically what I'm talking about. Like, that's how I'm gonna shout you out. But everyone remains anonymous. And if you're interested in how that kind of goes, that's called a writer's scope. It's a segment here on YouTube that I want to bring to the podcast platform. And so if you're interested in the layout, how it's about, anything like that, just head over to Whitney Script on YouTube, go to the playlist section, and you will see um, a writer's scope. And, you know, just check out those videos because it'll be right there. So first off, basically to give you guys an introduction on everything, uh, well that was a bit of an introduction, basically to give you a background on everything. Like, <laughs> so I just wanna come out here and say, okay, for one, your girl is 24, okay? Um, that really, I'm just telling you that I got years on me and so I'm not just a random ass kid talking about dating, for one. For two, I wanna talk about the many experiences that I have had while dating. I have experienced a plethora of men who are not for you and I've also experienced a plethora no I can't even say I've experienced a plethora of men who are for you because I have okay friend wise yeah dating wise nah like I really want to talk about this so throughout my experience I have figured out a way in which we as women or just not even women and like I feel like us in general well, I can only talk about my experience, right? Like, and I'm a woman. So I can only talk about my experience. And in my experience, I have noticed that I make a lot of repetitive factors. And I've also talked to a lot of people who have had this same experience. So like, I'm not alone. I feel like everyone kind of goes through this a lot. And I came up with like five reasons why we should change our dating style. And I want to get into that. But again, we're going to get into that a little bit later after our news update and after this background. So basically, I don't really count any of the relationships that I've been in in high school because those were like, it wasn't even puppy love, yo. We were just bored. We were wanting to have a significant other because, you know, why the fuck not? And basically, me, myself, and I, I 
only dated guys that were interested in me. Like I, I don't, I honestly don't remember ever having a crush on someone and they actually dating me. Like all of the people that I've dated, I don't think I was checking for until they were checking for me. And that's not to say, oh, you were popular or whatever. Nah, girl, like I had, listen, it took a while to grow into this forehead. So like the people that were interested in me, I was excited. I was thrilled. I said a word, say less. Say less, yes sir. So me, it took a while for me, myself and I, to figure out what love was, figure out if I wanted to be in love, if it was even going to happen for me, for one. And for two, I had to kind of realize that, uh, like, oh, uh, just a little bit, I'm worth a little bit more. Like I at least deserve somebody who like, or not even somebody that likes me, but I at least to like that person, at least. Like I should not date somebody who's, I should not only date somebody just because they're interested in me. And that's a thing that I used to do because I thought that I wasn't gonna get anybody. And so all the people that I dated in high school, I'm not even gonna count those niggas, but like I'm counting them because it taught me what to look out for when I became an adult. But it basically was just like, I learned, okay, so let's just, in high school, I learned to take my time because I really would rush everything, right? And so, when I became an adult, I have, let's see, I don't even know if I even want to count any of the other relationships that I've had. So, like, I've, I've never had a relationship. Let's just call it what it is. I've never had, no, I'm just kidding. But I don't know how to describe the point of like, yeah, I was in a relationship, but was it even a real relationship? Should I even count it? And I think we should, because not only are we learning a lot of lessons, but it is this time that we are also adults. It is this time that is like, if it worked out, then what would you have said? So in its entirety, I suppose, I guess, I count two relationships that, well, let me not say it like that. Like I definitely count those two relationships because they, damn man, like they taught me a hell of a lot and I'm, they, they helped me out with my content. So right now, as of right today, I have been single for almost six, I lied, it is five months, right? Like I've been single for five months. I just did the math, but anyways. <laughs> And in my experience of dating in general, dating seriously as an adult, and again, remember guys, I'm 24 years old, so it's like, I'm ready to get married. I would have liked to have been in a relationship right now, packed on like four years before I got married, but now it's looking like I'm gonna be in a relationship for two years and then get married. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. Listen, I'm not trying to have kids until I'm like 32, so I wanna have years on me in my relationship and I wanna have years on um, my marriage before we bring children in there. So it's looking like the guy that I'm gonna be with next is gonna just have to hurry up and propose. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so um, in my background, I guess I've learned a lot of things about myself. I guess I've learned a lot of my toxic traits. Like for one, I can be, um, my the way that I express my love is very passionate. And so that can come off as over, I don't know if I want to say overwhelming, over overwhelming. I don't know if I should say that that's overwhelming, but it's very like, it takes people aback because they're like, oh, she's serious. Like, oh, like she ready. Like, I think a lot of the times, and of course it could be overbearing or overwhelming is what I'm looking for. It, the way that I love somebody could be overwhelming, but then again, at the same time, people could just not be ready for it. And they could just think, you know, we could have, two different, I guess, expectations. And 
even, I don't even know how to describe it. We can have the same expectations, but their passion level is just not where mine is, if that makes sense. Like I have no problem setting up a plan and we following that plan and then just living life, right? So for me in my dating, I always, let's talk about that plan. I've always wanted to create a plan on how we were going to get to the end goal. And the end goal was marriage. And so the way that I did that was that like, I would be like, okay, so what do you want from me? This is what I want from you. Yes or no, what I'm willing to compromise on. Um, do you want to do X, Y, and Z? Okay, where do we need to work on? And let's do that, right? And so I feel like <laughs> maybe that's what I need to change, the intensity of it all. Because like, I can't sit here and say that it worked because your girl is single. So can I really sit here and be like, oh, well, it works for me being upfront and that passionate and that you know, for it, because like, I can't say that, but I know that in some situations it would. I, I appreciate the transparency and the honesty. I like having an end goal. So if a man was to come to me and be like, yo, this is what I want. This is what I go for. You have a lot of the attributes that I want, but here's where we fail. Let's work on this together bro propose right now like i would want that asap i have no problem i ain't got no qualms with that so when i come into situations where the other guy is not looking for that it tends to end in turmoil and that's what i learned within these first two relationships so my first relationship was four years long and the second relationship was approximately a year and a half and I'm telling you, time does not mean a damn thing. So the one that I was in for four years, it was just a complete codependency type deal. It was, well, let me not say that because I really genuinely felt like I was in love with him. That was my first love. I experienced the first heartbreak, all of that. Like, you know, all of that things that people go through when your first relationship doesn't pan out. And so even though I learned a lot from that, I learned a lot from the friendship in itself. I also learned a lot in the second relationship. I learned, um, I say this word so funny, recipro reciprocation. I was about to say reciprocity. What the hell is that? But <laughs> reciprocation, I learned that to a certain extent. And I also learned that, you know, this may seem stupid. This may seem little. I am actually worth Maybe this isn't little, maybe this is actually very huge, <laughs> but I learned that I'm actually worth the love that someone else can give or just like, I, I don't know how to say this that doesn't sound conceited, but like, I don't want to say that, I don't want to say it like this, but basically what I'm trying to get at is that I deserve it, okay? Like I've worked hard in my life, I've learned my lessons and I can continue to learn my lessons with somebody else as well. And I'm perfectly cool with doing that. So like, <laughs> I don't wanna be like, I don't wanna say it like that I deserve it because it makes it sound like, like I don't, I don't know what it makes it sound like. Y'all like hit me up in my email what you think it sounds like. Episode nine, what the hell does that sound like? But for me i just feel like everyone is worthy of it everyone can get it and it is achievable and for me myself and i i learned with my second relationship not only did i learn overall like it solidified my worth 1000 percent, and it also solidified what i will and will not tolerate so a couple things that i learned from that is like for my second relationship is that I value 1000% transparency. I love bluntness. And the thing with me is that I feel like honesty and transparency are two different things. I feel like people can still be honest, but in a sense, they don't have to give you all of the details. They can just tell you 
what started, what transpired, and then give you the end result. And then if you like the end result, that'd be it and everybody would be happy. But me, I need to know everything. I need to know what steps were taken within that. I need to know who knows what so that way I can be prepared so nobody, you know, tries to play me in any regard. Like, I don't like looking stupid for one like definitely and I don't like people having a one-up on me so for me transparency gotta be it it can't be nothing else it gotta be it and as in regards to my worth I learned that my time is very valuable and in my second relationship I felt like my time was taken advantage of and I felt like I you know because I was always there they thought that I was always going to be there so they could just treat me however. And so when I left and I didn't, well, not leave because I didn't, I didn't leave the relationship. But basically when I just stopped doing the usual Whitney things, it was just kind of like, wow, so this is your true colors. And it sucks because even though you're like learning yourself in the process and even though you're seeing things for what it is, I would not, I don't want things covered up. I don't want a red veil over it. I don't want nobody beating around the bush. You better tell me what's up right now. So that way I can know how to move forward because ugh, I hate when my time is wasted. I hate when my time is wasted so much so. And so basically that's what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> I know that was a long background introduction to what we're going to talk about. Like, bro, we didn't even get into the meat of it. We still got to go into our news and we still got to go into, um, maybe we can just go into the meat of the topic. Never mind. Okay. So I lied. So <laughs> we're just going to get right on into the news topic of today. And it's not even that long, so don't even trip. Um, let's jump into our new segment, which I decided to title, Are You Kidding Me? And <laughs> I did that because, you know, during the time before this inauguration, we had hell. And so maybe I can switch up the name because maybe we won't have hell anymore. But I don't know. I, this shit still goes on. So I think I like the title and I think we're, we're going to keep it. So first, we're going to talk about Biden, our new president, Mr. What is he? 46? Let's just say he's, let's just say Biden, because I don't want to give him a number and be totally off because that's embarrassing. But so Biden is making some powerful moves. I am excited. I am here for it. I am thrilled. But also the FBI is making some new, some moves with arresting the people from the Capitol. So a lot of people, you know, rest in peace to the people who rioted. But I just, oh, we don't even have to talk about that. But also... Rest in peace to the cops as well. I think there was one cop that was doing his job and he, you know, got killed in the mass of everything. So rest in peace to you. I hope your family is doing well. I hope everyone is doing well while they go back to the Capitol because I know that it is unnerving to have all of those people in your office and tearing up stuff and having to clean up their mess. That's one thing I will never understand that really pisses me off. I hate cleaning up after over... Um, other adults so like the fact that you came into my sanctum and just ruined shit like you're you're an idiot what are you protesting you ain't protesting shit anyways but aside from that biden has done a lot of good work and i am very much proud of him because there is so much that should have been done you know <laughs> a long time ago and so one of the main things i mentioned this in my last episode that biden has done is that he has put a freeze on a couple things that trump has done in his final days of presidency so that way he can verify you know the contents of what he's doing make sure that it is coming 
<laughs> from you know good intentions whatever and also make sure that the money is valid like there's a bunch of reasons that he's doing that and I think that's fair I think that's right and I don't blame him for doing that at all another thing that he's done and this is on his first day was make an executive order rejoining the Paris Agreement on climate change please God because this is something that basically is an international pact aimed at curbing emissions that cause global warming right so trump withdrew that back in 2017 because he wanted to what does it say citing costs to american taxpayers whatever all right let's move on another thing that biden did was that biden ordered his government to conduct equity assessments of its agencies and reallocate resources to advance equity for all including people of color and others who have been historically undeserved marginalized and adversely affected by persistent poverty and inequality right so he's wanting to promote racial equality which is amazing because it's about damn time Another thing that he did on his first day was he made a proclamation ending ban on U.S. entry from majority Muslim countries. That's one thing that I really think is ridiculous that we do. And this is like everyone and not everyone, but just regardless on race. Well, the Muslim people is a rape. It not. Okay, listen, I'm trying to be. Um, politically correct because i know what i'm talking about but i want you guys to know what i'm talking about right so when i say americans i'm talking about non-muslim people right non-muslim people whose nationality is united states of america north america whichever they we we have to be honest with ourselves we're kind of assholes when it comes to the muslim people because of what happened in 9 11 and there's no excuse for it even though people can kind of see how they're when, how their mind could have gone to that it's not fair it's not right and it's it's for a lack of a better word it's fucked up okay so and i know that when i was younger when i you know heard of or when i read up on 9-11 i never really felt animosity towards muslim people at all but at the same time the thought would cross my mind like oh he has a um excuse me if i'm using the wrong terminology but i think it's a taliban one like their hats or their scarves on their head then a thought would cross my mind like oh then they like something about bush would cross my mind or even something about the war in iraq would cross my mind and it would just and sometimes it just be a, a thought or sometimes it would be you know very not right thoughts and this was before your girl got an education this was before your girl even hit high school like i was very young i had to be like six to nine years old when i thought this and i remember it vividly because i remember the way that people looked at muslim people you know when we went on planes or stuff like that and i would wonder like why are they looking at them like that and then it'd be like oh well this happened and this happened so is it right that they're getting kicked off the plane and, well i don't know like you know i was confused but you know in a little girl's mind or the little kid's mind in general i'm not thinking about that for a long time and of course it didn't resurface until i went to school and I was like, let me major in English and political science. And your girl was like, yo, this is wrong as hell. Like America is messed up to marginalized communities and minorities in general. Like we got a whole lot to do. And so basically when Biden is doing all of this, I really do appreciate it. Now we got to be honest, he's not our savior. So people need to relax. He is not the one, but he's doing great things. So we have to appreciate that, right? And so a lot of the things that he's doing is also banning discrimination on the basis of gender identity and 
or and or I believe sexual orientation. Again, I will preach this. I should change my podcast title to Minding Your Damn Business. Listen, I will never understand why people are so concerned with what other people are doing as far as their dating lives or as far as how they want to continue living their life. If you tell me to call you a she and you are biologically born as a he, I don't care because it has nothing to do with me. If you want to identify as a man, do it. If you want to identify as a woman, ain't got nothing to do with me. So (laughs) why am I going to cause trouble for you? Why am I going to tell you you can't adopt? Why am I going to tell you you can't buy a damn cake? Like, it's just not for me. I feel like everyone should have the basic human rights, the basic equality, regardless on anything that they have going on in their lives. If you follow in the 10 commandments, my nigga, you a brother to me, okay? Like you a brother, you a sister to me, you family, okay? Just don't go out here killing nobody. You know what I'm saying? And that's for everybody. Like that's what I think that everyone should just mind their business. Unless we got people out here killing people, robbing people, actually making someone like go through harm and not benefiting then we got a problem but just because you want to do something in your personal life ain't got nothing to do me with me so why do i have a problem i probably went off on a tangent and i hope i made myself clear like i think i might have said something weird that might have been like what so i just want to make it clear i don't care what anybody does okay and sexual orientation or um gender identity is not a um it's not going to hurt anybody in their lives, you know, outside of the person. Like, say they're walking around doing whatever it is that they do. It's not going to hurt me anyway at all. So why am I going to trip? That's basically what I'm saying. So those are a couple things that Biden has done on his first day. There's something else that he did that I really don't remember. But, you know, of course, it's COVID related. Of course, it's, you know, promoting um, promoting workplace uh what's the word that i want to say safety among the pandemic and of course it's you know expanding assistance for marginalized communities expanding assistance for people who are under the poverty line and so that's great i like that we're actually doing great things it makes me feel okay now to say maybe no too soon too soon i if no too soon to be proud to be an american too soon (laughs) so now that we're done with that I think it's time this is gonna be a long one guys because I've been talking for 22 minutes and that was just the background and the news so let's just jump right on into our five reasons why you should change your dating style so first off I think more specifically the I have five tabs here and I'm gonna name them off and then we're gonna go through them specifically number one change equals growth which equals new results number two You might attract the person you're actually looking for inside and out, right? You might be a little bit surprised, right? So, well, I can't, let me not explain that. We'll get into that. Number three, dating can be very immature, okay? So dating is different from your teenage years than it is from being an adult. Like for example, communication can be very immature. Number four, preparation, right? Knowing when you're ready and paying attention if they are ready. And number five, giving up too easy. So for number one, I thought that this was very important because I myself thought that, you know, it makes sense when people say that if you change your lifestyle, you will get a new result. If you don't change your lifestyle, then you should expect the same things to continue to occur, which makes sense. If I want to 
get a fat ass and like <laughs> I don't know wear a size 10 jeans as opposed to size 6 like I'm going to have to work for it. I'm going to have to change a couple routines to gain weight. I'm going to have to eat a lot of starch, a lot, I think a lot of fiber, I believe it is. Like there was one point where I was trying to gain a lot of weight and I did it. I was very proud of myself. But you know how much pasta and potatoes I was eating? I was so tired, okay? But I was also proud of the gains that I was having because I was going to the gym. I was doing my damn thing. Like I was doing the work that it took to gain the weight and guess what happened when i stopped that you know like while i'm doing the work to gain weight you will see the result of gaining weight but when you stop that i shouldn't have expected myself to continue to gain weight no i made a complete change in my routine in my lifestyle in the way that i conduct myself in the way that i talk to people the way that i talk to men the way that i talk to women <laughs> that has nothing to do with my weight gain but basically overall I made it into a lifestyle and that's what I wanted to pretty much make it make sense for everything that we're doing right with our dating styles. If you don't switch something up, you should you are going to expect like you are going to have the same results as if you were doing, you know, what exactly what you were doing before. And so one thing that I know that I'm going to change without a doubt is that I am not going to tolerate the red flags that I've been seeing in the beginning because my toxic trait is expecting people to grow. Now, when you meet somebody like, uh, maybe let me say that differently because I always am going to expect someone to grow with me as we're in a relationship. So maybe I should say that differently. What I mean by that is that my toxic trait is basically giving the people, boom, giving people the benefit of the doubt. And so with that, a lot of the times people take advantage of that. And so I get surprised when bad things happen, when it's just like, well, Whitney, you teach people how to treat you and this is how you taught them how to treat you. So what did you expect? Because I saw this from a mile away, but <laughs> that's like my little conscious speaking to me. I have found that even with, you know, changing the way that I run my lifestyle, because, you know, if you want to start dating and dating, I don't want to say correctly, but dating in a way that fits you, it is in and of itself a lifestyle. It's kind of like going to the gym and trying to work different areas of your body so that way you can get the desired result. So I think that dating is a form of a lifestyle because it is something that you do have to put time in and you do have to work at to get the desired results. I was about to say the desired results that you want, but <laughs> that's repetitive. That's redundant. So like basically to get the results that you want, you're going to have to switch up your lifestyle just a little bit. And so I just think that makes, I don't even think I need to get deeper into that because I think that makes all the more sense, right? Change your lifestyle, figure out what you're doing wrong and try to change that. So for me also, I think that me, I'm not going to be as intense when I first get into a relationship because I think that that throws people off. So I think I'm just going to kind of, I don't even, I don't, honestly, I don't even know what I'm going to do because I don't want to show people that I'm not there for them. I'm definitely going to be, but I think I'm just going to tone it back a little bit because my love language is definitely quality time and it's definitely acts of service. But if I'm all up in your face, you're probably going to be more annoyed with me than you are going to appreciate what I'm doing. So I think I'm just going to tone it down, but it's like, I'm still going to be me at the end of the day, right? So let's go on into the second one. The second one I said might attract the person you're actually looking for inside and out. And I wanted to mention the roommates podcast. So the roommates podcast basically mentioned 
how um, you can't go for a top tier guy when you're a one out of 10. Like you can't go for the 1% when you're not even on his radar. And I think that is so true. Like I know that it's kind of like, well, why do I have to change myself to fit, you know, the society standards well if you want to be on the one percent's radar there's just a certain thing like there's certain things that they want in a woman there's certain things that they want in a man there's certain things that they want that you don't necessarily have because you're not i don't know how to describe it <laughs> like if i'm a if i'm jeff bezos female version of jeff bezos i'm not looking Mm, well, I'm a different cat. Like, I'm a different breed. So, <laughs> like, but I'm just, I don't know. Because I don't, I still even then don't want to take care of nobody. Unless they're, you know, actively putting in their work. I don't want nobody mooching off of me. And I'm not going to get a moocher. So, I think that when you change your, okay, so this is the whole point. Because I might go off on a tangent with that. And I, let's, let's, let's focus, y'all. Let's focus. So, for me, I think when you change your energy you start attracting the energy that you want. If you're constantly negative, you're gonna start attracting that negative energy all the time. I think that if you uphold confidence, you're going to attract the type of man that you want. Like for me, I think, I think I'm at the age where I'm just like, I don't even give a damn anymore. Like I don't care to be anybody else other than myself. But also at the same time, I know what type of man that I want. I want a man that's just as diligent as I am. I want a man that's just as hardworking and motivated as I am. Like I, I think the type of man that I want is just they, a type of man that I want will not settle. And so a lot of the guys that I have dated were, I don't want to say top dollar because we were in college and they, but they were doing very well for themselves. And I attract men of, um, I don't want to say wealth, I guess of status of, of something. I don't know what it's called. I attract those type of men. I, you know what I'm talking about because of the mindset that I have. Mindsets really do attract people. You surround yourself about people around people who have the same mindset as you, and you're going to attract the people with the same mindset or people who want to gain your mindset because they want to become like, I want to say like you, but they want to gain that mindset, right? And so for me, I was lucky enough to be able to meet people who were doing well for themselves, who were growing. And if I wasn't, if I fell into the crowd that I almost fell into, like where they were just doing drugs all the time, I probably would not be where I am today. And so when I say that you might attract the person that you're looking for, or even, you know, surprises, I also think that if you stop looking, you're going to find everything that <laughs> you're looking for. No, but I, me, I think I'm, I'm not looking. I definitely want attention. I'm not, I ain't gonna hold you. Like I definitely want the attention. But I, at the same time, I'm not checking for nobody. I'm not looking for nobody. I'm not pressed to be in a relationship. And that's the time where niggas just be coming out of the woodwork. Like, just be like, oh, what you doing? You got this. What you, let me take you out. You know, I got a, what's the fucking car? I got a Ferrari. I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't know what those cars are. But I just feel like when you are at your best, that's when people want to come in and they want to. You know, some people want to come in for bad reasons and a lot of people want to come in for good reasons. And I have found that because I have changed not only my behavior, but just I have upgraded in my mindset, I attract a lot of people with that mindset or with the desire to upgrade as well. And so with that 
also i want to make it clear that you don't always have to change your physique so another thing that i wanted to mention was that in the roommates podcast they mentioned that if you want one of the one percenters and the one percenters are like millionaires um who make ungodly money or just men who make really great money men or women who make really good money you have to get on their radar and i do think that's true to get on their radar but at the same time you also have to make it clear or you also have to remind yourself that you yourself too have a radar and someone's trying to get on your radar and also that <laughs> listen you can open up your radar and then you can find the love of your life and so the point of me mentioning that is to basically not hold yourself confined to the one percenters and not even hold yourself confined to basically what you require what you want in a relationship i think requirements are fair but also be realistic so for me i think i don't i'm not gonna give like a minimum salary for my man to have i just solely want him to be hardworking, diligent to the point to where we're not struggling i i swear to god i am never gonna struggle and i'll be damned if you catch me struggling like it's not gonna be me i'm telling you i'm not gonna do it like i have plans i got goals i'm trying to build my house in the future like it's just not gonna happen it's it's not gonna happen so <laughs> and oh i didn't give you guys an example of some of the um really good men that I've dated. I've dated men who had great mindsets, who were in the STEM field, who, well, I think all of them were in the STEM field. Yeah, pretty sure. And I even dated someone who was um, trying to become in the medical field, right? They were trying to become a doctor. So that was, they were in the school. And one of my friends made a very good point. They were like, you date such top tier men. And I'm just like, I just don't, it, I'll be damned if I work this hard just to struggle. Like even though I have loans, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock somebody who has loans. No, hell no, because you know I got loans myself. But the thing is that's big to me is the effort. Like if you're trying your damnness to do well and you're doing well and there's you know results, even if not always results, if there's results, I'm here for it. Like 1,000%. I am your biggest number one cheerleader, and so that's what i'm saying i i hope everything's coming in full circle so you guys can understand what i'm talking about because basically that's what i feel like you should have for yourself you should be pay attention to your radar pay attention to the men that you attract and also kind of gauge yourself like hmm do i want to stay in this playing field do i want these type of men no so how are you going to upgrade yourself but like that sounds very physical and i don't want it to be but for me, I know that I want a man who is going to be, you know, one of the one percenters. And so for me to do that, I know that I can't be looking like a bum all the time. And so for me, I'm not changing myself. I'm not, you know, changing myself for them. I'm changing myself for myself because me, myself and I, uh, just to get kind of personal, this is what we're here for, right? To get personal, I don't, I want to appreciate myself first before I allow anybody else to appreciate me because how can I expect someone to appreciate and love my body when I don't love it myself? So that's why I want to go back to the gym because I haven't been since October. But it's also because I do want to attract the men that have the same mindset like me. Because let's be real, like I'm, well, I don't even know if I can say that because I've still attracted them. But I know that some people aren't checking for me because I'm on the skinnier side. I'm on the, um, I'm not quote unquote bad, but like 
I know I'm cute as hell. I know I'm a dad-ass female and I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> like there's like there's a lot that a lot of people care about, like the typical stereotypical um, things that women care about. I'm not the one. Like I just I am so chill. It's not even funny. Things don't bother me. So I know I know deep down inside that I am like a down-ass female. People just need to get past the physiques. And so I just I don't sometimes I want to do something about it, other times I don't. A lot of, like 90% of the times I don't want to do anything about it because I don't like the motive so I make sure the motive is coming from me and that I'm doing it for me and if I attract somebody in the process then I attract somebody in the process but at this time I'm also not looking for it so the point why I say you know why this is a part of the five reasons why you should change your dating style is because if you're focused on you like someone else is going to notice if you're not always checking for a man always you know looking for a woman if you're not being doing too much you know what i'm saying if you're not doing that over the top because you know people notice that you're gonna be attractive to somebody even if you're not even changing your physical appearance you're just changing your mindset is attractive so let's move on to, yeah, this is going to be a long one. Let's move on to number three, which was dating can be very immature, you know, in your teenage years and etc. With the time that I've had, I've definitely noticed that the way that I communicate when I was a teenager and versus the way that I communicate now is vastly different. Like, for example, when I was a teenager, I was sensitive as hell. You honestly could not tell me a damn thing. Why? Because my feelings were hurt all the time and I was shut down and I wouldn't want people to see how I was feeling. So I tried to fake it all the time. And so with that, I know that that in relationships is toxic as hell. But... <laughs> The way that I know that is because I did that when I was an adult and I was constantly wondering why wasn't this relationship working when I'm doing everything that I need to do to make it work. No, Whitney, you weren't doing everything that you needed to do to make it work. Why? Because your communication style is messed up as hell. And so one thing that I wanted to mention is that the way that we are dating could be very immature and it does not even matter how old you are because if you're new to dating, nine times out of ten you're gonna have something you're gonna have an immature aspect of your dating because it's new and that's everybody that's not something to be you know upset about that's not something to be embarrassed about it's just it is what it is because if you don't know anything how are you going to know other than getting experience and that's just it is what it is how are you going to know unless you're going to get experience a lot of people from jump don't accept cheaters because they don't they don't like they're cheaters but there's people like me who felt like i could deal with it and then realized that i can't so in my experience of when i was in i was about to say an early teenager but no i wasn't an early teenager i was a late teenager i was an early adult i was like i don't even know how old i was but the thing is is like i experienced cheating and i also thought that like oh i can just deal with it i'm it ain't no biggie like i got it like okay fine all right so you made a mistake we understand heard you <laughs> clear now let's figure out what we're going to do about it because you made a mistake uh we you know like let's just figure out what to do but the person was just like you know i don't want to be with you and so even though like when I was in that relationship, they, tr I don't know if I could say they tried, but they stayed because they expected me to leave and I didn't. And so when I was trying to build in that relationship, they, it just wasn't working. And even later on, when things started to work, I noticed that I had a lot of things in the back of my mind 
where I just didn't trust the person at all. And so I knew that I had, I don't want to say that this is immature, but because I experienced cheating for the first time, I had reacted like someone who was new to cheating. I don't know how else to say this. I reacted like someone who didn't understand their worth, basically. But also the thing is, is like, how do I say this to make it make sense? I acted like someone who never experienced this before and thought that it was no big deal, right? You don't know, you don't really understand how big certain problems within a relationship is until you go through it. So for example, if your communication sucks, this is so cliche. Like everybody always talks about communication, but really and truly that's what it is. You have to learn how to communicate when someone's angry, when someone's sad, when someone's depressed, when someone is literally throwing fucking remotes across the, um, the room, you need to know, well, <laughs> you should probably, you know, talk to them nicely and then dip. But you need to know how to talk to somebody when they lose someone, man, and that is uh, like death. You need to learn how to talk to somebody in that regard because in a, at the end of the day, you're bringing two different people into one entity. That's the way that I view relationships. I, I don't want to say it's like a business because it's, it, I mean, it is, but it isn't because it, feelings are involved, <laughs> of course. But for me, myself and I, I think relationships are so incredible that you need to grow. You need to invest in that relationship. You need to build on what you have because it is a beautiful thing. I genuinely think that relationships and falling in love is a that's disrespectful just y'all I'm sorry but anyways I think overall it is a beautiful thing to have and it's a beautiful thing to cherish as well as you know the love aspect that comes along with it with time and so if that I say if that with that um growing makes a world of a difference because the person that I was last month is not the person that I am today, right? The person that I was yesterday is not the person that I am today. Because if you're doing it right, if not, I don't want to say if you're doing it right. I don't want to say it like that. But I'm just saying like, if you're wanting to grow, you're not going to want to be the same person that you were yesterday. You're going to want to learn various lessons every single day, every single hour, all the time. I can tell you something that I learned about myself yesterday, right? So what I learned about myself yesterday is that if I don't start off my morning right, my whole day is ruined. Like if I start off in the morning feeling sad about, okay, I'll just be real with you guys. So I'm still kind of, I'll, I'm, I'm still dealing with um, my second heartbreak, right? So I experienced our heartbreak twice and the second one was a lot worse than my first one, which is crazy. Like, I don't know how to explain it. The magnitude of the second one is what it is like it hurt a lot more than the first one because the first one i i guess i can walk down the line and see where it was occurring as opposed to the second one where it just came out of nowhere so i think that's why the second one was a lot worse and so even though it's like five months later i'm still dealing with that and so when i wake up in the morning and i automatically think about all of the um things that occurred during the heartbreak I'm depressed, I'm sad for the rest of the day, I don't wanna do anything. And it literally pisses me off because I have so much that I wanna do, so much that I wanna accomplish. But because I thought about my fucking heartbreak that happened five months ago, 
now I'm stuck in bed watching anime all day. Now I'm not doing anything. Now I'm just, you know, coasting. And I don't want to coast through life. Like, that's not what we're wanting to do. That's not the type of lifestyle that we're trying to bring. We're not trying to coast. We're trying to make moves. We're trying to make, make waves. We're trying to do the damn thing, okay? So that's something that I... Ooh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did I say number three or did I say number four? So that was definitely number three. My bad. So the thing is, the reason why I got confused for a second there is because I have been talking for a minute and I thought that this wasn't going to be that long. But like before, like thinking about it this whole day, I, I didn't think it was going to be that long. But jumping back into what I was talking about, you know, because I was going through that, I, I've learned the other day, I think it was yesterday. I Honestly, I think it was yesterday that I learned that if I don't start off my day right, then my whole day is ruined. So what do I do when I first wake up? I fix my bed. Well, lies. When I first wake up, I scroll. <laughs> I keep my mind busy. And then I'm like, okay, Whitney, when it's nine o'clock, you need to get up. So I get up out my bed not get up like wake up because I wake up around like six something then I go back to bed and then I wake up around eight because that's my alarm and then I don't get out of bed until approximately nine nine thirty like this morning it was nine thirty yesterday I didn't get out of bed and so I learned that I need to continuously keep up the not the ruse I was about to say the ruse but I need to constantly keep up the act of fixing my bed taking a shower first thing waking myself up getting dressed doing my makeup that's one thing that honestly keeps me going and keeps my mind busy is because when I get up and start doing I can continue to keep that same energy throughout the day and so when I start doing my makeup you know it makes me feel like you know I'm doing this for myself and nobody else I'm doing even though I I dead ass like don't leave the house all the time I dead ass I leave the house to shop <laughs> like what I leave the house to shop and that's about it and so oh my god I forgot to tell you guys something oh I guess I'll just tell you in the next one but um basically when i when i keep myself busy i keep myself off of the negativity i guess is what i'm saying like i keep my mind off of the bad and so also what i learned with me is that i like to set up when i set up my makeup station right i set up my makeup and i also set up videos on the hdmi so that way it can be on my tv and i set up youtube videos and i get ready like i watch so many youtube videos because it takes me a long time to do my makeup no matter what i'm doing like even if i'm just doing my eyebrows and putting on lashes it takes me like a solid hour and i <laughs> i really want to speed that up because that's ridiculous but it makes me feel good it keeps me going it gets me started and randomly people are asking me like hey do you want to go out do you want to do this and I don't even have to get ready I don't have to be like oh no I don't want to go because I'm not looking like to how I want to look because I'm already prepared I'm already ready to do whatever even if I'm not going anywhere and that also helps with me filming and making these videos right so today's Friday and I told myself that I didn't want to film on Friday because you know I want these to go out on Monday or Tuesday and so if I do that then I won't you know I'd have to crash or not crash but I have to speed up with my editing and I don't like speeding up through my editing because I just don't think it's authentic and I it's a lot like think about editing an hour audio okay I gotta listen through that while I'm editing and then when I'm done editing I got to re-listen to the whole thing to make sure everything flows. Okay, that's two hours right there. And I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying it takes up a lot of time. And, you know, 
I got family that need things. I got, you know, people who I talk to. Like, it's, I'm not, I don't sleep, breathe editing, right? Like, I don't think anybody does that. So it's kind of like, hmm, you know, maybe I should do this earlier in the week other than Friday. And so I wanted to do this. That's what it is. Yep. I wanted to do this Wednesday, but I woke up depressed, hella depressed on Wednesday. And so I didn't get the job done. And it really bothered me because I knew I was so much better than that. But I was stopping myself from doing it because I didn't start my day off right. And so that honestly leads me. That is an element of our fourth tip which is preparation. And so the reason why I mentioned preparation is because I've experienced this when dating, when you're not emotionally ready, you might as well not be in that relationship because it's not only gonna bring a lot of problems, but it's just not going to work. If you're not emotionally ready, and what I mean by emotionally ready is that if you're not ready to merge with somebody else, if you're not ready to grow with somebody else, if you're not ready not to conform, but to compromise and actually do it, then you don't need to be in a relationship because a relationship is not selfish at all. You know, like you're, you can be used to being selfish with yourself. You can be used to doing what you want to do. Fine. And you can also do that in a relationship, but a relationship in and of itself is not selfish. Why? Because you're catering towards somebody else. You're merging your life with somebody else and you should not only allow that person to merge to your life. And so when I, what I think one needs to do to get ready is i'm going to offer this i don't care for the rest of my life i'm always going to offer this i think everyone at some point in their lives should do therapy i think you should talk about it i should i think you should be honest with yourself i think you should figure out what are the styles that i can be emotionally ready for somebody else how can i handle my emotions how can i you know and emotion is not just crying. It's obviously anger. Like, what am I like when I'm angry? Would I myself want to tolerate that? Nah. So I think it's fair if I change that. And I think that's honest and I think that's real. So I like to put myself into the situation because I don't want you guys to think that like, oh, I'm trying to bash you or anything like that. Like, nah, it's not like that at all. I'm just trying to be honest. I'm just trying to tell you like, you know, this, I still need to work on it. And so this is how I work on it. And so one of the things that I knew that I don't like to tolerate that I do is that I, I know for a fact that I get annoying when I constantly, constantly ask the same question over and over again. I'm like, if you get your fucking self out my feet, like, God, like, <laughs> and I know that may seem minor because it can be minor things. It can be big things, etc. If I don't want to handle it, if I don't want to deal with it, who the hell do I think I am forcing somebody else to deal with it? That's not fair. It's not fair at all. I'm just keeping it a bug. It's not fair. And so I think I know that a lot in my previous experiences, I know that for me, that if I wasn't emotionally ready to deal with, you know, whatever was going on, I it just wasn't going to work. And it happened way too many times. And so when I got into my last relationship, a part of me felt that like one person wasn't emotionally mature but i was emotionally mature and so i was like oh well we can just do this together no i mean yes <laughs> it could be if they're open to it but if they're not open to it then it's just going to be draining and so i found myself being drained a lot so there needs to be a healthy balance when going into a relationship when talking about dating when merging your life with somebody else when preparing to do the stuff right because 
if you are not willing to move, you can't expect somebody to move for you and you can't expect somebody to do all the things that you want them to do if you're not going to do it yourself. Like, what? <laughs> like, why would you, why would you think that I'm going to do X, Y, and Z when you won't even do that for me? You got me, you, no, no, no. So going on to the last tip, this is just something that I honestly wanted to put in there because I know that I've done this for myself and it's giving up too easy. Thinking that you're going to be alone forever or even just, I think I should just title it timing, right? A reason why you should change your dating style is that you need to take away the time aspect of dating. You need to stop rushing dating. You need to take your time with dating. And you also need to understand that you're not going to be alone forever. And there's some people out there who never find a significant other, but they have abundance in their friends and in their family and in their life overall. But specifically dating, you know, I don't want to... Okay, first off, you're not going to be alone forever. Let's just throw that out of our minds. We're not going to be alone forever. But with dating specifically, I wanted to make it clear that if you're giving up too easy, you're giving, you're selling yourself out of your own blessings. Blessings do not happen... Mm, I was about to say they don't happen overnight, but they do because you wake up every morning. But what I'm saying is if you want something, you're going to work for it. And it's oftentimes not going to take one second to do so. So be patient and take your time. Remember that we all, even for my people out there, work on God's time. Okay. And so even the people that don't believe in God, you work on the universe's time, okay? You work on the spiritual matters, whoever you believe in, even if you don't believe in anything, it, we can't control everything in life. We literally cannot do that. So we have to be okay with the different circumstances that come out of nowhere, the different things that we have to deal with that we don't want to deal with. Listen, there's a lot that I haven't been wanting to deal with, but I had to deal with it. Why? Because it's just the everyday's of life. It's just being an adult and it's, ugh, I don't know, it's just life. Like, I can't control everything. I can't control the fact that I got lost in White Plains today. <laughs> I was literally circling around White Plains like three times because I couldn't find the parking spot to where I was going. Like, I couldn't control that. The GPS was telling me where to go, but I couldn't control it because I, I didn't know. And so even though my sister showed me like where to go afterwards, she was just like, now you got to pay attention to which direction you're coming from because then your GPS is going to take you a different route. Ooh, I feel a testimony. Listen, pay attention to the energy that you're giving out. Pay attention to your timeline because if you're rushing, if I just stopped and I didn't want to um, continue forward like and find the parking spot, I would have never found it. If I didn't tell my sister about it and just gave them, was like, well, I'm never going to find it. I would have never known where I could properly park in White Plains because they they really be wanting to give your asses tickets for some reason. Like I different story for a different time. But really and truly, depending on the direction that you're coming from, the direction is geared towards you. Everyone's walk is different. Remember that this is not a sprint, but it is a marathon. Also remember that your life is yours to live. So we should not compare what we're doing to somebody else. We should never compare dating to somebody else because <laughs> let me tell you, I used to compare my dating styles all the time to somebody else's. I used to compare the women to me and I it came across my mind that I was just like, wait a minute. 
So the person you are with them is not going to be the same person that you are with me. Why? Because we're two different people. Even though your basic foundation of who you are is going to be there, listen, like you're bringing two different people into separate relationship. So it doesn't make sense to compare what they had versus what you guys have because you haven't built that yet. Not even that, but you're not that person. Like, I know that this may seem like, uh, okay, I know that, but it was very important for me to realize, like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait, I am a completely different personality. So if they're more free to be with me than they were with them, that's a good sign. But I also shouldn't comparing because the past is the past and I should just leave it alone. So what do I look like sitting here and giving myself stress and anxiety for that? for the past, for something that I can't even control. And so time is something that we can't even control. And I think that if anything that you've taken from this episode, this was very like, I think I'm gonna put some R&B music in the background. because this, this is, I sound very close to you guys. I sound very sultry. I don't know, I don't know, we'll figure it out. I'll see what I can do. I might put Biggie in the background and kill the whole mood, but. <laughs> I think that if anything from changing our dating styles, we need to be clear on what we want and we need to also realize that if we don't change, I hate saying it like this, but if we don't alter our mindset, we're going to expect the same result. The only way to expect a different result is to change the lifestyle, change the mindset that follows in that lifestyle, okay? So for me, at miss 24 years old, I know that I'm going to be successful. There's no way that I'm not going to be successful. Like I worked way too hard to not be successful. And my definition of success is financial freedom, is building generational wealth, and is also being able to take care of my family members like they have taken care of me when I was growing up. Because I know that I'm not indebted to them, but I do believe that for them, they deserve the world and I aim to give them the world. And I also aim to help everyone who's out there so that way they can have somebody to lean on. I want to build a safe space because I know that that's what I wanted and that's what I was able to obtain. And so with that, you know, I've done my research. I've definitely gone to therapy and learned the different ways to not only just articulate my feelings, but to understand my feelings and to basically reflect in them because I know that I can I don't know how to explain it I know that I can get defensive I guess and not be realistic and so my overall goal is to be realistic and to basically start a conversation on how we all can be continuously realistic with ourselves first because we don't want somebody else to tell us that like I would rather know from me what's going on as opposed to some stranger being like yo why are you acting like that? Why do you think that the world revolves around you? Because people like, listen, words hurt, words stick too. There is something, there's something that somebody said to me that's stuck in damn, like it just, it doesn't, it, it's gone right now, but there's, there is something that somebody said to me that's stuck and I can't think of it right now. Maybe it's gone. Maybe it's because I changed my mindset. You never know. I'm just kidding. But um, if I figure it out, I'll tell you guys in the next episode. And if I don't, remind me. But basically, that wraps up this episode of Etching Scripts 101. Guys, don't forget to follow me on all my social medias. Instagram is Etching Scripts 101. My personal Instagram is Whitney's underscore script. 
And that's pretty much, oh, no, and my email is writerswinworld at gmail.com. I would love to be connected with you guys in any way possible. Let's turn up on Instagram. Let's turn up in emails. Like, did you know? Maybe I'm dumb, but I didn't know Gmail had a cap on how much mail you can have in there. And I used up all my gigabytes. So maybe, no, no, no. I used up all my gigabytes and then I deleted a lot of the files. So I should have a lot more left. But aside from that, I just thought it was wild because I'm like, what the? Like, aren't you supposed to delete an email like years on back? Like, aren't you supposed to do that after like every five years? Why haven't you done that? But aside from that, I think we're just going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for joining me today. And if you have any personal topics that you want to talk about, head it to my email. And also, guys, I would love to stay engaged with you in any way possible. Subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast, share with your friends and family. And, you know, if you have any suggestions on anything honestly anything i'm open to hear it because i like to keep an open mind so thank you guys for joining me today i hope to see you next time i hope to you know hear from you next time you never know and also i want to make it clear that we are etching scripts one day at a time you know there's no script to life at all so let's just do this damn thing together and that's basically the message that I want to give off when I make these um, episodes and when I just talk to you guys. So again, thank you for joining me today. I really, truly appreciate it. And I'll talk to you guys next time.